talking music, building businesses, and the grit in the journey. We're Scriz and Adam, and welcome to The Rise. And we are back. This is Scriz and Adam with The Rise. Uh, what episode is it? I had a feeling you were going to say that. 21. I think 21. I'm, I'm almost saying 21. If it's not, it's okay. <laughs> we're wrong. Forgive us. This is episode 21 of The Rise with Scriz and Adam. Um, it is 8.30 in the morning where I'm at. Adam, where is it? What time is it where you're at? It is 4.30 p.m. So I've, uh, I have a little bit easier than you right now. So yeah, thanks for waking up bright and early for us. I uh, woke up, did not hit snooze, jumped right in the shower, splashed water on my face, and just like immediately, I actually didn't have uh I didn't have internet set up on the laptop yet, so I'm like really down to the wire. But I'm here, and I have no idea what we're talking about. So Adam, what's going on? Well, first, where, where are you? Right now, I'm in a lovely Saskatchewan, Canada, where I'm constantly at. And I have a lot of cool actual um, local business opportunities I'm working on here. I had some meetings about, which I won't talk about now. But, uh, you know, wherever you are, just chipping away, as you always say. So I'm excited like about it. that. Yeah, it's a... So that you can use this and anyone can use this. Whenever you say chipping away, just say chip, chip, chipping away. <laughs> what episode was that? Because I distinctly remember like going over the audio and being like, ah, oh, that's a moment. That was definitely <laughs> a moment. Chip, chip, chipping away. Yeah, I feel like it adds like a little bit of a, a visual to it. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so, so, so what I want to talk about today is something that I know in, in my world, in the startup world, it's talked about a lot. And I have a feeling in your world, it's probably talked about a lot, but it's it's probably also maybe it's not talked about quite as much because right. of uh, of the industry you're in. So I'll get to it now. So a big topic in the startup world is around something called imposter syndrome. Is that something you guys talk about at all? Like, are you even familiar with that term at all? Um, I've heard the term imposter syndrome. I don't know what it is. Can I make a guess what it is right now? Yeah, yeah, make a guess. Uh, it's definitely wrong. Actually, I was thinking. Oh, imposter. I have two guesses. Okay, two guesses. One is referring to like the fake it with till you make it mentality in business. That's one guess. The second is that whenever you do accomplish something, you're so self-conscious about it that you feel like you're an imposter and you're not worthy of those amongst the ranking you're currently at. So is any of those correct? Yeah, both. Both, I think, are, are right online. Like basically, uh-huh. no, uh, either. Yeah, you you make it and you feel like you're just an imposter. You don't feel like you're the real deal. Or it's like you're, let's say you're starting a business and you're a CEO and you're young or you've never done it before. You feel like you shouldn't be able to get the accolades or you shouldn't be able to build a business because you're too young. You shouldn't be able to raise this much money. And because of that, you feel insecure and you feel like you're not good enough to get there. And it's something that I've gone through, but, and I still go through to this day, honestly. Um, And I know a lot of startup and small business founders, they talk about it constantly about feeling like they're an imposter feeling like they're not good enough to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And I feel like in the, in the music industry, people probably feel it. But the reason why I said earlier, maybe it's not talked about as much is because you almost have to be like the man. You have to feel well, like right. you're Elvis. You have to feel like you're right. Michael Jackson. Like you have to feel like you're the man or the woman before you actually are. So like, I, I thought it'd be an interesting topic to talk about. I want to throw around. Yeah, that's that's first of all, it's a great topic with I mean that that applies to more than just business, that applies to anything in life, being in a relationship or being a parent or whatever. But I mean, my gut reaction that like had me grinning while you were saying that was like, um, is it relevant in music? I mean, of course, I mean, of course it's relevant in music. It's definitely relevant everywhere. But in like, I mean, what you kind of finished saying was like, I mean, in music you have to 
for lack of a better definition, be a narcissist. Like you have to be egocentric. You have to be Muhammad Ali, like in the sixties, like you have to, like you are the guy with the mic in front of a thousand people. Like you have to be that. So I'm sure people, I, I feel like probably the biggest artist on earth, like I think about like Morgan Wallen right now, who's like on top of the world and he had all these things, just like dozens of people working around him. I wonder like, I'm sure he's cocky as shit, but I wonder if like deep down he feels that way. He's like, how the hell did I end up outselling literally everyone in America right now? You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm sure that obviously goes down to the smallest level of two. It's like, how did I, how did I, like, like you're, you're on the, on the surface very, I mean, you have to be on the surface very, very, no, on the outermost surface, on the PR level, you have to be humble. And then on the surface below that, you have to be extremely cocky. And then on the surface below that, you're a confused nightmare of having no idea what's going on. So that's the three tiers of being an artist's mental state. Um, yeah, like you've, you obviously are friends with and know a lot of successful artists. Like you, some, some, some sure, of your yeah. friends are obviously very successful. And you've gotten to know them more than just on a surface level where you're actually able to have like real deep conversations where you can share shit that actually matters and shit that's actually real and stuff that you wouldn't share publicly. So like when you're talking to your buddies who, yeah. uh, and you being one of them, but are very successful and people on the outside are like, this person has everything. They have, you know, the followers, the top songs, the money, all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, but when you're having the conversations and really open up. I, I remember one friend distinctly who, who won't name, it was like, I was kind of expressing that I had a, I said, I had, um, I had someone in my life at that point in time who was, you know, calling me maybe a little too egocentric around certain things in my work. And then that person said, Oh, like, you know, you know, fuck that. Like I'm the person who has to like, like not saying it like, like, yes, it's, it's glorifying to be the person with the mic in front of all the people and that everyone's staring at. It's like, no, I have to be that person. So I have to be, I have to be like, I like, it's a discipline. You know what I mean? Like the egocentric that the Elvis thing you were talking about, like that's a discipline. I mean, I, I think the people that are, that are naturally like, I am Elvis, I am whatever. Like those are the people in LA that get that burned out on drugs and don't make it. You know what I mean? The people who can manage the discipline of like being humble on the surface and grateful on the surface, then maintaining a really tough kind of thick skin of like, you know, wanting to be, the star and maintaining that power. And then probably deep down having doubts every five seconds, it's like a really good checks and balances system. I imagine that's probably how the biggest people make it. I, I refuse to believe the biggest artists on earth are just like pure machismo. You know what I mean? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. So that answers the question at all, but I think there are layers to it. And I think, I think being the man is, is it almost a choice and a discipline. Um, you know? Well, I think you kind of, I, I believe it's actually a good thing to have a little bit of imposter syndrome in you because right. it forces you, like I think of Tom Brady, you know, he always will hold off that he was, you know, sixth or I think it was sixth or seventh or sixth round draft pick. And he held that till the day he retired wow. and, and he yeah. always held that chip on his shoulder. And yeah. I feel like that's um, something that we all kind of need to have no matter how big you get. Cause I feel like the second you get complacent, and the second you feel like you actually are, you know, a godlike level, like, you know, we've mentioned Kanye, obviously, a bunch of times now, is usually the time when people get, yeah, when people get a little bit complacent even. And they feel like, no, I'm the best. I don't need to work as hard. I don't need to be as disciplined to my craft. So I actually feel like a little bit of imposter syndrome is actually a good thing. And I feel like whenever I talk to people, 
I feel like they think they're the only ones that have imposter syndrome. And I feel like really everybody does. It's just about how much they open up to it and how much they, and how, how it fuels them. Um, I think you nailed it. Cause like, I literally, I literally just set up right here, a studio in the place I'm staying for the next couple months. So I'm staying in uh, Western Canada with a friend really cheaply. Cause I'm going to be touring essentially the next four months. So I was just like setting up shop here and there. Um, and I started writing a song and I just got really, really excited about this song I was writing. And again, like I've written like, I don't need hundreds, thousands. I mean, I've done it a million times, but I mean, like sometimes it really feels special. I mean, a lot of the time it really feels special. A lot of the time I'm totally wrong. Um, but I was like working on it and I was just like, and like, I was, um, I would, I left the studio and I was driving and I wrote a second verse and I wrote a bridge on the way to, to the meeting of, and, and I was just like, and, and like, as good as it felt, I was like. I literally thought like, have I lost it? You know what I mean? Like, have I fooled myself? Like, have I fooled myself to being so complacent? This was a, an exact thought, exactly what you were saying. Like, have I thought I have it? And this actually isn't good at all. You know what I mean? And I think about that all the time. And I really think about like, and it's almost like a fear of the day where it's like, I write that second verse and it isn't good. You know what I mean? And I thought it was good the whole time. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and, and again, like I'm thinking right now, like I might be totally fucking wrong. You know what I mean? Like maybe I have declined in uh in my craft i don't know but if you're not afraid of declining on your craft you're probably gonna decline in your craft um so yeah i mean i was definitely definitely feeling that in terms of like the mechanics of my my work you know yeah it's one of those things i feel like you think is gonna go away as you mature in your career and obviously the rise the whole point is the journey yes. and, and hopefully the elevation to where we all hope we're going but it's and you it's, yeah, yeah it's a lot and, and you think like okay when i get to this checkpoint the imposter syndrome is going to go away. I'm going to be like fully thinking I'm the best, I'm the goat, and you're never going to have those kind of insecure thoughts that we all naturally do get. But the truth is, is no matter what level you get to, there's just a new level of like, oh, I'm not here though. Oh, and then even when you get to there, you're like, well, yeah, but I'm still not here. And am I actually supposed to be down here? So I feel like the thoughts never go, truly go away. But I think it's about how you handle it. Like you don't want to become insecure no. and feeling like being hesitant in what you're doing but i think we should always be questioning like could i have done this better and what is the most effective way of doing it i think what comes with time and what comes with maturity and what comes with the growth in the rise is that like you have more confidence in the process but the mm. process includes doubt if that makes sense you're you're confident in your process that you were going to create you were going to question you were going to revise you were going to continue it's confidence in the process that over the next 24 hours i'm going to go up and down and the checks and balances are going to yield a better product because of it the second you start doubting the process along with doubting the artwork itself or whatever not necessarily artwork the the mechanics of whatever you're doing then i think you have a problem you know i mean back to the i didn't know that about tom brady but i mean him carrying you know whatever sixth ground all the way to his last super bowl like that's incredible. You know, that's <laughs> you kind of have to find that chip, like especially yeah. in your industry and in the, the, in the world of sports, because you guys have true fans. Like, yeah. yes, there are certain entrepreneurs that everybody knows, you know, like, you know, the Gary V's of the world. The like, fans don't really affect those people. It's just like a side thing. I feel like. When yeah. Gary it's different. Like, yeah. It's like, they're the celebrity business people, but it's not as, as much like for an artist though, like you, it's like, you have true everything. fans and it's like, that's, that's how you survive. Like, I don't ever need to have a fan to have a successful business, but like 
in, in the world of sports and even more importantly in your world, like your business thrives off of people loving you as like the person and the personality. But I got to imagine that makes it even tougher because it's like people come up to you and they're like, oh, you're the man. Like, it's sure. so great to meet you. And then there's probably that other thought of you where it's like, not yeah, living up, but yeah, all the time. That's actually a really good one. Actually, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, there is such a disconnect between like, if I were to pull a Kanye West and do something that pisses off all my fans, I go out of, I go out of business. You know what I mean? Whereas like that does happen in the corporate world, I guess every once in a while, but like, but not really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I and mean, it's one thing back in like canceled, but which, yeah. It's like, I just, I, I don't need anybody to ever be like, wow, Adam Rosen, that you're. Yeah, it doesn't I, matter. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Correct. It's like, can I get my clients? And and is that, can I build a business that adds value? Like, that's what matters. But for you, you need people to be like, Scrizzly Adams, I want your autograph. I want to oh, go to your concert. Sure. I want to listen to your music. Like, that's I mean, what you're built off of that. I mean, back to just kind of backtrack what you were saying, like a second earlier. I mean, like, I definitely, I, there's always like this post. I mean, for me, especially because I, I do a lot alone, um, like a post-show depression. And I think a huge part of the post-show depression is imposter syndrome. I mean, I get really depressed. Usually, make some phone calls afterward, like in bed, um, you know, after a show. Which is, I mean, I think it has to do with like a high energy, kind of low energy drain. But it's also like, oh, like that was so wonderful. Like everyone was celebrating me, and it's like, who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? I think that's like that's where what I explained earlier was the imposter syndrome regarding like my craft, but like regarding like the, the show and like the presence, it's like, yeah, very much feeling like I'm not living up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm think sure about even very common. That has to be super common. Man. Now more than ever, think about like in with, in, you know, influencers and it's like their Instagram, they get tons of followers, tons of likes, and they're posting yeah. all this amazing content and it looks like they're the coolest person in the world. They're doing all these For amazing sure. things, but then maybe they go to bed, they're alone. They're not feeling confident. Maybe funny, a lot of them, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then maybe the pictures they're posting are just like totally filtered. It's not really yes. what they look like, not really the life they live. And then they go back and then it probably makes it even more difficult. And the imposter syndrome is probably eats, eats them alive. So I feel like imposter syndrome probably today is worse than worse. ever because of social media and how much we think we know of so many people yeah. that we really don't know a thing about. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I've, I'm already like thinking of people I know that are like, yeah, like the person on social media that gets like, you know, the hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever is not an honest reflection of that human being at all. Like personality was like not even accurate. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure that's super common. I mean, also like I think about like the, the social media stars, like a lot of them are making like no money, like no money. And it's like, and it's like, what are they doing? I'm not that questioning that like, like, they're doing all that and they're being fake and then they're making no money off it. It's like, what are, this is a weird, I think I've, maybe I've said this story before this, this story blows my mind. It's like someone on TikTok had 14 million followers. Okay. And he made like short videos. He was someone who probably wanted, no, he definitely wanted to be in film and do something in film. And he used TikTok as a platform to elevate his profile. Um, he funded like $40,000 to shoot a, for, a short film. And he did uh he did um, like a, an online premiere where anyone can, anyone in the world can go sign into the online premiere. And I think it costs like $9 or something like that. Um, he had 14 million followers. Only 14 people went to the fucking no way. Only oh, 14 man. people went to the fucking premiere, which goes to show. And he's like, at that point, he, he definitely feels like an imposter. It's like, I've been doing all this to get me to here. And when I got there, there was no fucking correlation at all. Like that's wild. And he's promoting the shit out of it. 
like from 14 million to four. It's like, and then someone commented, I guess TikTok followers don't really matter. It's like, yeah, they don't. Um, well, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier. And that's why we've talked about this a lot on the podcast or the different episodes, but around the, the process, because if you, if you only buy into the result, it'll either take you to be a really good high and maybe a high that isn't real okay. or it can take you to a far low that also isn't real. Like maybe that was his first time. Maybe he just did a terrible job marketing it. Maybe sure. he didn't do anything to market it. And all you have to do is X, Y, and Z next time. One tweak in the way he promoted it. And then it would have been, you know, 10,000 people. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So it's like, you don't want to buy into the result is not always the whole story. It's, yes. can you buy into doing the process? Right. Cause if yeah. you can do that, right. Maybe not right away, but time always balances things out in my opinion. And so yeah. over time, the truth will come. I agree. I agree. Well, you know, I wish I could message that guy. We should just send the guy this clip with the podcast and be like, Hey buddy, you might've taken an L the first time, but just keep chip, chip, chipping away. You know? Exactly. Just keep right. chip, chip, chipping away. I'm wow. telling you that, that, that if everyone bought into the chip, chip, chipping away, away man, I swear to God, we got to like, we got to get Gary V on board for like the, the rise to chip, chip, chipping away, like t-shirt or something. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, chip, chip, chipping it. away. That is like, there's, it's, it's such a good visual. It makes yeah. me think of Shawshank Redemption and we should actually, that's a good point. We should definitely get, we have a lot of people we got to get on the podcast. Gary, yeah, v, we we'll, get on the we'll get him on, on, on the podcast yeah. at some have point you been to his, um, Have you been to his liquor store? His parents. No, it's in Jersey, right? I've been there like eight million times. <laughs> is, it, is it a good liquor store? Is it? Yeah, it's nice. typed up to be. It's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I've been there like a million times. There was a Taco Bell next to it. As a kid, I went to that Taco Bell a lot. It was like right where I lived. Um, there was a doctor right around the corner that I, I still go to actually. Um, so I've, I've been there many a time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the doctor and shout out to the, the Taco. We're giving some good in Jersey. Good right I don't know. It's got stuff. Gary V. Gary V. Um, you know, before before we end here, anything that you think is distinctly different about your imposter syndrome than anything I have mentioned? I think for me, like I always feel an urge. So I, I get on a, a lot of podcasts, like in the past year or so, I've been on over 50 podcasts, right. typically around startups and, and sales to share more of my start, my startup journey. And part of my startup journey was, and, and I teach a class too to small business owners. Mm -hmm. And like I sold a company, which is real. And usually when I say I sold a company, people think like must be rich, must be rich from that, must have been, you know, retired at 27 years old. Didn't you and just tell a story? Sorry to cut you off. Didn't you tell a story of like a massive sale where they ended up with nothing? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, FanDuel. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a, like a multi-billion dollar sale though. Yeah, <laughs> the CEO got nothing. 500, so yes. I think 60 mil and they got nothing from the yeah. acquisition. But, yeah. but yeah, like one of the things that I always feel the need to is like prefacing my story of like, here's my problem with the startup world is that everything is over glamorized and sure. I don't want to be part of the over glamorization. And I want to share the real shit, the mm -hmm. good, the bad and the ugly, because I want people to understand the truth of what it's like, at least the truth of what I went through. So like for me, I guess my imposter syndrome is always feeling the need. If I ever say I sold my company to be like, it was not a big win. It was not a big exit, but it was an amazing learning. So like for me, that's where my imposter syndrome takes me um, and always feeling like I need to just prove myself. So I try to use it in a way that's uh, that number one is beneficial to others where I'm not spewing shit that isn't real. Yeah. But then number two, to fuel me to work on my craft harder to be better at what I do. I love it. That's great. That is totally great. Um, well, I think on that note, I think we've done some good so talk. Tell us, yeah, before we hop off, 
Yeah. Tell so you're you're in you're in Canada right now. Can you I'm give us Canada. an idea of what's going oh, on? Some plugs, yeah. Is that kind of tour starts in three weeks? Uh three and a half weeks. Yeah, we're say when it is because that depends on when this launches. So yeah, right now we're filming this April fifth. Okay. Yeah, we're uh right now I uh, I got a little 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 setup here in Canada that I'm as I'm constantly traveling, going back to Canada. And uh first uh tour starts April 27th, Fort Collins, then we go to Denver, then we hit up the Midwest, then we hit up the South, and then that's like a three-week run. Um, yeah, we just added uh, Chicago a couple days ago. It's new. Get tickets. It will sell out. Just added Alaska. I'm really, Ooh, really fired Alaska. up about that. Um, I, like I have someone who works with me who says, Grizzly Adams, the artist who plays all the cities that are too cold for everyone else to play. <laughs> um it's like my business model yeah i guess artists don't really play alaska and the promoter that reached out was like um you know really able to set up a really good situation so i was and it's in july so i was just like i get to go on vacation and get paid to go to alaska so it's the worst place to be that's a it's a cool uh, it's a good like bucket list item thing too. yeah so I, and it's like i think i'm doing two or three cities in alaska that's like an alaska tour uh yeah we're doing that uk um bunch of other stuff in the works but yeah i'm gonna be everywhere and lots of new singles coming out and the third album is almost done so that's what's going on i'm just chip chip chipping away on everything for 2024 actually right now so i'm really wow. excited about that what's going on with you when, remind me when so I'm, I'm in paris right now so remind me when you're going to be in uh when you're going to be in the uk because i'm going to be in europe for the next oh, you know I'm gonna six be seven months UK, july yeah come through come through july july 29th i think july 29th yeah well let's coordinate that we do a live in London podcast. Oh, I like person. that. Live in London. That's it's got a good ring to it. It does. I actually rise live in London. An EP called Live in London. Seriously, live in London. Um, yeah, so we're going everywhere. We've got a lot of other other continents in the works too. So we'll see you at the shows and hopefully I don't have imposter syndrome on stage. And you know, we just it's all just a good experience. Maybe imposter syndrome at the merch table, but hopefully not on stage. You know, no, we're gonna get we're gonna get the merch flowing. We're gonna get yeah. the, every venue is gonna be packed out, especially uh Especially Alaska. Alaska. All, everyone listening from Alaska, show out and show show your support. Actually, the second I posted the updated flyer with Alaska, I was so thrilled. Like, like a woman commented in, in five minutes, like, finally, a good artist is coming to Alaska. And I'm like, yes, I am. I'm that guy right now. Like, hey, you know what? There's Alaska for the people. You're going to be the, the face of Alaska soon. <laughs> 2024 <laughs> that literally is my business model like i'm here in like saskatchewan i'm here in like alberta alaska like all these like really cold places that where artists don't want to go i just go you're a man of the people man of the people yeah i love it sounds good my dude i will see you soon always nice chatting with you and thank you for everyone everyone for listening and uh oh, can like subscribe comment do all those things but uh we appreciate you and uh, we'll see you soon man. see you man peace